y'all. Welcome back to the Everyday Wholeness Show with the amazing Janet Uribe and myself, Karen Stultz. And together we help you understand what wholeness really truly is and understand how you are truly whole just the way you are. Is that right, Janet? Oh my gosh. In all things. In all (laughs) things. And just before we... uh, started recording this episode, we were talking about some higher visions, um, how sometimes we let go of the awesomeness that is us, right? The wholeness that is us. And each and every one of us are whole, um, no matter how we look at each other. We are being whole at the time. And sometimes the universe comes in and slaps us across the face and says, dang it, will you please wake up and and recognize what you are not seeing? And that's when we start getting sick, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, there you are. A lot of you watching, right? A lot of you watching know I have been sick. I've had the hoarse voice or I had a sinus infection or I had a sinus infection. (laughs) Um, You know, I could keep going. Yeah, all kinds of good things happening. So in the last couple of weeks, basically, um, I had a workshop that I attended for my mentor. And the workshop created such... It functioned as such a catalyst. This is so funny. As I'm saying this, my shower just turned on and off. And that was weird. I wonder if you'll be able to hear it. I don't know if you heard it. <laughs> Didn't happen that to hear it, but that's where it was. Yeah. Um, so basically it was such a catalyst for me to recognize more of the authenticity. And I'm going to talk about authenticity for just a second. And then we're going to get into what this is really about. So I want you to think of ourselves in this cosmic universe and how we'll get so tied to things here in this reality. Okay. I have opinions. I have thoughts. I have perceptions. I have this. I mean, it's no different than everything around us. Right. And we're talking about everything from like my field, the education system, the medical system, the diets, the like nourishment systems that we have in place politics. If you have like attachments or judgments on all of this or any of this, then how can you truly be of service to it? So that's one thing. Um, So what I was recognizing going into this workshop is I work in an education field and I have judgments on parts of it. Judgments on how it's currently functioning, how it's not totally serving every child uniquely. So many judgments, not honoring that there's perfection in everything that's happening for each of these children, each of the curriculums, each of the systems. And now I'm really only here to be of service. I'm not here to approach with judgments of this is wrong and this is wrong and that's falling and this this needs to be rebuilt. And that's where I was beforehand. So as I started to have these realizations and started to really understand that a lot of the reasons I end up dealing with a lot of adversity is because of opinions, is because of beliefs, is because, and none of it actually relates to this existence when it as as it is related to your higher self right so you are your higher self embodied in physical form but are you even acknowledging your higher self and so one of the reasons I keep getting sick is fine I have abilities I have talents and I can use them 
but how am I using them? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I'll can, I can sit down and connect for a minute and channel for you and get in the flow and deliver a beautiful message or talk to your heart, speak to your soul, read something on your subconscious. There's a lot of things I can do. But when it comes to not being in that space and walking back into my daily ritual, it's not like I'm not honoring spiritual principles, honoring myself in many ways. It's more so how am I embodying who I really am and all things that I do and all things that I speak and all things that I am and all things that I choose. So, you know, if I described my spiritual self to you, she's very creative. She's very sensual. Sensuality is a thing that's more of a taboo <laughs> for humans to really like get into and talk about, but that's, this is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, very big speaks with authority stands in integrity. There's a lot of pieces that I will, you'll see glimpses of me in this, but I'm not honoring her need to create. I'm not honoring her knowing that she doesn't have to do everything on her own, that she's not actually carrying the weight of any of this, that there's an entire team of guides that's with us at all times. (laughs) So why am I getting sick so much? And this will resonate for many of you. And specifically with infections or viruses. Why did I take on something from someone else that wasn't mine? Oh, let's beat ourselves up for that. Let's beat ourselves up for taking on somebody else's issues, beliefs, thoughts that are creating our illnesses. Let's, well, that's the thing. And I, I was doing that yeah. even as like the illness was coming on. I was sitting here like, oh my huh. gosh, I took this one. This doesn't resonate. I have all this awareness. What's going on? Well, then the infection comes up and the infection has to come up. It has to surface to come out. Infection is not meant to be contained and covered up and band-aided. It is meant to be expectorated. It is meant to, to manifest itself in a way that it can be purged. But at the same time, I was able to transition from all of these illnesses relatively quickly while everyone else was lingering um, much longer. And I noticed I'm able to get over illness much quicker because I'm sitting in it and using it at that moment to understand, all right, why did this come on? Why is it here? So I transitioned from a flu, which was a virus that I picked up from others, just like in the belief system, oh, there's a virus. I'm going to catch that. Mm -hmm. Oh, don't come too close. You might spread this. I have belief systems around the viruses. The next thing that came was the sinus infection, which was also related to what infections do I like allow to live in my paradigm and my neurology that do not serve me and what I came to do. That's related a lot to the judgments. And then the third component to all of this was I mean, it was fascinating because this is really what all of this was about. It just kept expanding and it was very much in the chest area. The third component is I ended up with heart spasms. Wow. Yeah. I ended up with heart spasms and it was painful when it started one night and it went well into the next day. I will also tell you this. I had a mentoring session scheduled on Monday with my, with my mentor, Tammy Demirza, and it is not unusual earth (laughs) If you say yes to growth, and we're talking about real conscious growth, we're not talking like I'm doing the work. We're talking about like the work is here and now in front and center and you have nothing to do but to face it. 
and your mentor is going to hold the accountability measure and deliver it in love for you to do so. Um, the heart spasms come up and we talk about it and we get, start getting into the depth of it, the depth of it, but I could only go so far. My mentor can go deeper than I can. She's done a lot of work. Doesn't mean I don't do it one day or I'm just not there today. And specifically as it relates to self, we happen to have blind spots. It's a normal thing. So as we go deeper, it was very much about my heart begging to be massaged by honoring who I am as the whole self, which integrates the higher self and the physical being. And I have not been doing that. I have been taking on judgments of how a child is not performing or is performing and trying to rescue children. Um, and then the next part of that is trying to rescue school systems, mm. recognizing that I've been in a place of judgment when really I'm only here to be of service. And when I do mentoring work or I do work where I literally just have to show up and provide service, it's so easy. There is not a lot to prepare for. There is not a complicated situation going on. It's just showing up and being present and listening in a meditative state for another and literally just bringing forward answers for them. So long story short, my friends, as I sit here and share with you my real life examples, how to even cancel on Karen last week, where does this apply to your life? Where are you seeing illness rise up repeatedly? Where do you find yourself taking on society's viruses, illnesses, belief systems that do not align with your higher self? That's where Most it all comes these- down to. Yeah. Mind. Well, mind. And, and what is aligning with what your desires are? Yeah. So sometimes the illnesses do come to us because we don't want to really do something. And we can honestly say, yeah, I'm sick. I can't do this today. Or uh-huh. we could take a look at it and say, all right, is those heart palpitations and I I it's interesting um friends <laughs> Janet and I uh I I don't even realize that I'm gonna have to be a little bit more uh, in tune and start blaming things on Janet I I don't blame if I can help it but I may have to start blaming things on Janet because I was having those same heart palpitations oh that's funny uh last week. And and actually, up until yesterday, I was having those heart health. Yeah, mine were Sunday until Monday. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I said, well, this is interesting. I wonder what this is all about, and I let it go. Yeah, I just let it go. I, I don't often dwell on it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I will dwell on it. Oftentimes, I'm gonna say for at least half a day. Yeah. Oftentimes, that's probably about my average. Yeah. And then once I'm like, okay, that's long enough. Then I'm like, you wouldn't be here if you didn't have some information to relate to me. Let's hear it. And sometimes I'll hear this isn't even yours, and you can yeah. let it go. Exactly. Right? Exactly. The moment or like, oh, oh, hmm. maybe it's time to <laughs> slow down. Maybe it's time to do a change. 
maybe and that's the thing, yeah. something that you're doing in a different way. Yeah. And I have been going through a lot of changes. Like I've said yes to a lot more of my next level components of like being more present for individuals at a larger in a larger scale. Also, I'm moving um, home into a home from my apartment. And so like, I, you know, there's, I've been in under the perception of there's a lot of weight to carry right now. That's just a perception. I don't have near the amount of weight that some individuals walk with in this earth. And it's not to even compare it, but it's, it's to get into like a skewed perception of, by the way, I have had a lot of early childhood, teen and young adulthood programming around. You have a lot of weight to carry. No one is going to help you. You have a lot of weight to carry. Now, here's where that's fascinating. I still believe that oftentimes in my day. Yet, I have this mentor who helps me. I have Karen who helps me. I have incredible support system in my community with my friends and my clients. My partner shows up for me in ways that are unbelievable. My mom comes and helps me out with my kids when I can't get them places. Guys, I have a support system. But the old programming, the old psychology that wants the new life has been under skewed perceptions. And it's just an old story. So breaking up with the story can also show in the form of illness. Yeah. By the way, getting over the illness quicker and quicker and quicker each time is also evidence of how much work I'm doing to break up with the story. But naturally... There's elements to it. There's levels and layers. And I keep going deeper and deeper. This time we're at my heart. (laughs) Well, it all stems from the heart. If the heart isn't working, we're not doing too much, right? Yeah. So it is, it is important to, to recognize that and to recognize too. And I, I, I make the choice that I can say, yippee, I can celebrate the fact that, okay, I am getting clearer on things and I'm allowing things and I'm hearing things and I'm seeing things and I'm finding the evidence because like you, I need to have the evidence. And if the evidence is showing me one thing, then, and it's something that I really like, (laughs) I think I hang on to that evidence. And, and I write it down and I don't often go back to it because the simple element of writing it down in my gratitude journal and, and seeing the evidence, I remember the, the choice of why we're doing something. And I, I may have mentioned this in one of our, our um, wholeness shows when I was taking care of my parents and and saying okay i am sick as a dog i am i i went through like six boxes of kleenex i can't see straight my head is filled with congestion and i'm going to take care of my 90 some odd year old parents smart move right but no one else could do it or was willing to do it in the way that I felt it should be done. I have to, I have to qualify that. I had my standards <laughs> and they had to be done this way. I could let go of some of it, but not anyway, long story longer. There was no one else to do it. 
And I got within um, about two miles of my parents' home after driving three hours. How I even got there, I don't know, because I could not even see. Thank God I didn't run over anybody. My eyes were so filled. And I thought, this I cannot take care of my parents with this. So show me what I need to do. To let go of this. Look, I don't need this. This is not helping me. This is long before I ever got into the spirituality or higher cells or anything. But it was, um, yeah. So what do I need to do? I I need to be healthy, comfortable, clear-headed to help my parents. That is what I need to do. Because I cannot care for them. If I am in this state. Yeah. I drove into their driveway and I was fine. Headache all gone. Eyes were clear. No more congestion. It was gone. I was able to walk in the house and say, hey, mom. Hey, dad. I'm back. Yeah. And what do you think was able, what? do you believe happened in that time frame energetically for you to have that huge shift? Yeah, I think it was the decision yeah. and always making that choice. It's all about choice. And people get sick and tired of me saying that. They do, Karen, no, I didn't have a choice. Yes, you did. Everything we do, <laughs> even this show, we had a choice, right? Yeah. So yeah. We're, we're doing this. It is a choice and a decision that we're going to do it. And once we lay that gauntlet down, then the universe comes together and helps us make it happen. My gosh, I think that's the thing is the gauntlet, right? Because most times when I meet with individuals to mentor, I want this. I want, I want, I want but if there has not been a decision with that energetic representation of a gauntlet and you're not getting in alignment with your decision, then you're going to be wanting a lot longer. And you're going to be sick a lot longer. You're going to have those, the flu. You know, I. it was interesting. You were saying earlier about how you, you don't want to spread this illness. And I certainly didn't want to spread COVID around. That's for sure. I didn't know if I had it or not, but it didn't matter because people were asymptomatic. So if I did, I didn't want to spread it. So I took precautions not to spread. But in the past, I was brought up with, hey, you're sick. It happens. Yeah, we got this infection. And, and don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. So it never even dawned on me that I really had to worry about it because taking care of my parents, they had taught me. They're healthy. They probably aren't going to get this. And if they do, they'll fight it off. But at 90 some odd, it will be a lot harder. And I didn't want to be responsible. So I threw that gauntlet down. I put that 
sword in the sand and said, this is it. I am not going to give this to my parents. Yeah. And by the way, we could take just one thing. We could take just a flu or a virus and go way deeper with it. Oh, yeah. Because the idea being as a collective society, there are paradigms that we honor for each other because we decided it and manifested it as a society. So if you believe that you will get people sick, you will. If you believe that you'll be exposed, you know, I I have 36 students and 18 of them had the flu. Half. I feel like there was a 50-50. I had gone three weeks without getting it and exposed to all of them. I don't even think I got it from any of them. I think I got it somewhere else. Who knows? Um, Who knows? And at the end of the day, it's fascinating because whatever you believe is. And as a collective society, think about how many things we believe. Who is it? Uh, Henry Ford said, if you believe you, you can, or you believe you can't, you'll be right. Yeah. It is about belief. And I think we need to talk about that a little bit more at the magical tea party talking about. Yeah, Yeah. we are going to have them. Well, we have the magical tea party once a month uh, on the third Thursday of each month at uh, 11 a.m. Eastern time. And it is fascinating. We do have our our talk. We're actually this time um, we're going to be talking about the belief that we have around money. Mm -hmm. And uh, so join us, join us for the Magical Tea Party. Sign up for it. Um, There will be a link at the end of this video, and I will also have them in the show notes. So until next time, everybody be whole and be sure to reach out to Janet or I um, on our website. And if you have any questions or anything you'd like us to discuss, we always love to hear from you. So until next time, everybody be whole. Be whole, Janet. (laughs) Thank you, Karen. (laughs) Bye, guys. (laughs) 